the radio operator of the spacefaring vessel, LB-01. We were given the mission of broadcasting the serialized gaming podcast, Safe Space, to as many people as we possibly could. If you can hear this message, then clearly it's been a success. If that's the case, then you should know that what you're about to listen to is a tabletop role-playing game where five people roll dice and tell a story of science fiction and survival horror using the Mothership game system by Tuesday Night Games. It was originally formatted for YouTube, but the records have been modified for an optimal audio experience. However, be warned, this is a survival horror podcast, and there may be descriptions of violence, gore, psychological terrors and mental trauma that some listeners may find disturbing. If you're still out there, then make sure you have your stim packs ready and whatever refreshments you may need. I'm starting the data recording playback now. Last time, the crew of the O'Brien were desperately trying to escape from a monstrous ship that was eager to devour them. They were almost free, but Zam Brazel was not yet back in the ship before the docking bridge fell apart and he was in danger of being lost to space. Wendy, however, had other ideas. And after Blaze and Quill Albuck, one of... Well, I don't know why I've made that name like that because I've created a rod from my own back. One of the cryo bay survivors jumped in to help out and she heroically slid across one of the docking bay panels to reach out and grab for Zam and grab him she did an agonising reach that damaged her further but even as Zam told her to let him go her military training kicked in and no one was getting left behind Zam was pulled back in Blaze's suit was patched up and he was stabilised by the doctor and once everyone was safely in the airlock Captain Austin redirected all power to the thrusters and put the pedal to the metal. The resulting manoeuvre and burst of speed got the O'Brien away from the Icarus, but in the process, Quill got knocked unconscious. Still, everyone was safe, although tensions were still pretty high. Blaze had a hole in his leg. Wendy began drinking heavily, her psyche even more damaged than her body. Zam wanted to turn around and try and attack the Icarus, and Dr. Forrest also wanted to get a warning out about the vessel. 
Captain Austin, however, just wanted to get as far away from that ship as possible. And with no hyperdrive coil and three extra mouths to feed, it looked like the next leg of their journey was going to be a difficult one, unless they all worked together. The crew settled down to get some rest, but rest did not come easy for one of them. Wendy's experiences aboard the Icarus had left her beaten, bruised and psychologically broken. And when she returned to her safe haven, this shrine she had crafted to a strange deity of her own making, she found no sanctuary or solace. Her fear and panic took over and she emptied a clip into the shrine before passing out due to exhaustion and a good amount of alcohol. She was found and returned to her regular bunk, but her sleep was not a peaceful one. And in the depths of her, her unconscious mind, darkness, fear and nightmarish visions began to consume her from within. And only time will tell what effect that will have on her when she awakes. And that's where we pick up this week. Well, actually first we pick up, we open in the barracks and storage area of the O'Brien. Back when Blaze Kelvin... Now, I'm guessing you're out of your military uniform at that point. You've got into your... Or did you get out of the military uniform just before you went to sleep? Uh, have, have I been asleep? Not yet. This is this was just after what happened with Wendy. You got her into a bunk and then you went back to clean up the... Yeah. I, I think I'm just in like a jumpsuit. Because my uniform's fucked. Absolutely. Absolutely <laughs> ruined. Um, yep. Not a big big ruddy hole in the leg yeah hole in the leg covered in android matter and god knows what other bloods and liquids um yeah so you're now just in the the straight up sort of boiler suit jumpsuit of the o'brien and uh you're cleaning up the remains of the shrine you decided to take apart that which set wendy off um obviously you knew that she she just tried shooting it to pieces a few moments earlier. And setting it on fire. And setting it on fire, yes. Something that someone may need to talk to her about when she awakes. As you break apart this... Literally shot four bullets, three yeah. in one in each heart and one through the head, so, yeah. you know, yeah, no lectures right now. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed the, the immaculate grouping. Hmm. Yeah, that is one. Yeah, as you're cleaning it, you do notice like the the sort of um, it's not graffiti, but the art. That is the that is the shots of someone who nailed exactly what they wanted to shoot. It's just another little detail that you pick up about Wendy, who you didn't know this about before. As you're breaking apart this, this strange sort of crafted effigy, made of all bits and. All kinds of things, isn't it, Wendy? It's sort of like it's a mishmash yeah. of different textures, textiles and metal and just scrap and just everything. Um, and you're boxing up the remains into like storage crates to be sort of tucked away Bin. or yeah, or binned or things like that. <laughs> yeah, because some of it is just absolutely it's ruined. Yeah. yeah, some of it's wet, damp with alcohol. It's all junk. Yeah. Too. And as you're, as you're sort of reaching in, you suddenly feel something odd within this strange crafted shrine it's it's strange at first like because the rest of it is just to you seems like just craft nonsense 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know how much respect Blaze has for the world of craft, but <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. imagine that he. <laughs> no. <laughs> But then, as you you feel, it's it's an odd texture, but one that immediately is sort of familiar to you. It's metal, but not just any metal. Gun metal. It's smooth and cold. And then, as your sort of fingers move across it, you feel small embossed lettering upon it. It says the, the lettering reads SK one oh nine seeker. But that you know what that means, but that doesn't make any sense because this section of the shrine doesn't look big enough to house what you think it might what you think that is. What do you do? It's a goddamn sniper rifle. And um, I try and pull it out, and it does sort of like, yeah, you 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 pull out, and it's not the entire rifle. It's like one sort of section of it. Clearly, this is not just something that's just been hidden in there. It's something that needs to be put together. Um, But sure enough, you wipe it off, and you see the the name there, and it is indeed a one hundred nine seeker. A very powerful smart rifle. Did, uh, can I can I look for the other bits? See if they're yeah. hidden in the, yeah. the rest of the debris. Um, as you're digging through, you all of a sudden you find the stock, and you find a bit more. Then you find the sights. It's strange because it's not grouped together. Wendy has sort of placed this in different spots, but quite specifically placed it. It's not just put there and then hidden. There's definitely a, a method to it. You can find like a like a folded up sort of bipod that you imagine would steady it. And uh, it takes about five, ten minutes and so then you, you find yourself with a complete set of pieces for a long range sniper rifle at your feet. But that is not all. As you continue to clean... You also find three magazines of long-range ammo, each containing 12 shots. Now, for those at home... 34 bullets. (laughs) Those people at home um, who think, what does all this mean? Obviously there are weapons in Mothership. Of course there are weapons. If only the crew had them instead of using a handbird all the time. Um... And they they can all do different amounts of damage, and they have different distances of which they're they're decent. For instance, short range you imagine a, a shotgun is going to do a lot of damage. Long range, something like this is going to do a lot of damage. It has twelve shots per magazine. Um, its range is from far away, but it will do damage at nearby range. And if you shoot something nearby. It'll do 2d10 damage. But if you shoot some at long range, it will immediately take away a wound. Now, 
if you're talking about the normal common folk of the of space that's killing them this is a person killer right one shot one kill that that's what this is um and also if you get a critical on it if you get a critical it does gunshot damage as well on the wound table it will immediately do bad damage and it does have one of these one of these magazines I will say not all of them yes would it be all of them let's, take, <laughs> let, 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 let's let, yeah. let the dice decide fucking hell it's all of them um, all of them have armour piercing rounds Could that go through a ship? Um, Perhaps one that is pursuing us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It's probably this sort of weaponry is not necessarily. Yeah, it's not. (laughs) This isn't really. This isn't weaponry weaponry that's designed for ship to ship battle. But surface of a planet, you're going to give someone a bad day. Now, Wendy, is there anything else about this weapon? Are there any defining marks? Wendy is someone who customises things. Is there anything else about this weapon that Blaze will notice? What do I see, Wendy? Um, I think you would see kind of etched into the metal just tiny little things that look like stars but you know like somebody's got a screw a, a screwdriver and just kind of scored into the metal slightly but not in a in a way that would affect the performance of the gun and there's a lot <laughs> what a beautiful rifle a lot <laughs> no that's not coming off <laughs> and you have... and the more you look at it, the more you see. Mm. Like looking up at the the, the night sky. Mm. God, it's covered in them. As you as you sort of cleaning this thing, you, you, there's even more that are you're discovering. Probably Check etched into the stock. Make sure she's not yeah. done it down there. Right. Oh, it's a it's a working gun. <laughs> it's a completely working gun. It's a very strange um, thing to behold and sit in front of you right now. So, Blaze. What do you do? Uh, you can take the girl out of the Marines. <laughs> you can't take the Marines out of the girl. Um, <clears throat> you might want to rephrase that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> just, just as I'd said it, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's it. court martial offense. <laughs> <laughs> Dishonorably discharged. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I'm aware that this isn't supposed to be here. Mm. It's been hidden. Um, whereabouts am I? Like, I'm in the barracks and storage. You're in the barracks so and storage right now. Is there, yeah. like, lots Wendy's of shelves in... and stuff? Yeah, there are, like, you know, there's shelves of bits and bobs. This isn't, you know, this isn't, like, tools and maintenance equipment. This is a lot of storage crates and, you know. And they're not, like, plastic see-through Tupperware tubs. <laughs> These are heavy-duty storage and stuff. Oh, well, I, um... And is this section that I'm in 
the furthest away from the door? You know, it's is it the hidden little... I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Wendy, but Wendy mm-hmm. picked the furthermost corner that sort of tucked away away from the door as she made it her own. Her little yeah. place of peace. Which um, you're the least aware of. The rest of, like, um, Alpha Shift, um, they're used to Wendy sort of going in and, like, they've probably they've probably seen this thing where this is a it's a little stranger to you because you haven't spent time too too much time with her I I take down one of the storage crates hopefully one that's half empty and um put the pieces in there okay close it back up hide it back up on a shelf do you put it anywhere specific On the east side, on the third <laughs> shelf, <laughs> and you made you made a note. Oh yeah, I know where it is. You I know where it, you know which, like, which one it was. It like you can. I take out a pen. Assuming I've got a pen, yeah. and just mark a little on the box so I know which one it is. Okay. What what symbol do you mark? Just like a. Oh, you had to ask, right? It's a it's a little willy. After all, because no one's going to notice that. It looks more like a mouse. Oh, <laughs> maybe he is good at craft. Um, <laughs> okay, so you put it away and you finish cleaning up. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, just carry on cleaning. Carry on cleaning, and eventually, like it's all done, and the sh- the ship is is now quiet, and you can head back to your bunk, which I believe, um, as we we mentioned on on the last session. Blaze hasn't had a chance to yet really properly. Uh, well, yeah, he's been out for a couple of weeks, hasn't he? I think. So does he, does he choose to sleep in one of the bunk sections? Yes. Okay, so he heads back one, to. I, which one's free? Whichever one you want. Wendy's in one. There, there's one that Wendy uses. But she is sound asleep. So yeah, that can be. I'll um, be in the one opposite. Okay, you'll be in the one opposite. Okay, um, just for my reference, Wendy. Mm-hmm. There are four four bunks. Which one? Do you have the one closest? Um, I would probably go. I don't know, really. Um, okay, I'll just I'll just mark the, down the, the what the crap one. No, actually, not the crap one because that's for Sam. No, the, kind of, <laughs> the second worst one. Okay. I mean, they're all fairly. I mean, they're basic, but they're comfortable <laughs> enough. Do you know what I mean? That they, these sort of crew bunks, that the crew make that make their own. It's space enough for two beds. Um, but funnily enough, they, <laughs> these particular characters hardly ever spend any time there because they find that they've found another place on the ship to call them, call home, like some sort of golem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zam is always he's he's always with in the engine room. The dock seems to stay in the med bay. Uh, Wendy were, used to always use the barracks, but we'll see if that changes. So you eventually, you and Blaze takes one look at Wendy the the door of where Wendy's sleeping a moment before getting a decent night's rest. Your leg agony. After doing doing that, it's all bandaged up and, and stitched up and stuff. But 
You just I'm need... using the mop as a yeah crutch. <laughs> mop as a crutch. <laughs> yeah, um, and you manage to get some rest. Meanwhile, in the med bay, there is the 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 hum of the spaceship and in, in the background, and the lights are off because Doc, are you currently in the med bay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were sort of up, sort of doing a bit of work, and also probably keeping an eye on the three new people that have joined the not the crew, but the guests. Yeah, who who um. Made them, we get yeah they're all they're all sleeping they all manage to sleep soundly like eventually but you you gather it's probably more from exhaustion rather than oh this is comfortable <laughs> it's and, not comfortable <laughs> um and you're just working I, how do you go do you choose to go to sleep at your desk how often what is the doc's sort of average kind of end of day scenario um he'll tidy up the med bay because he, he likes to have he likes to know where everything in there is so he'll tidy it up um sit at his desk and and read for a little bit and then he'll just go off to the hammock he's got in the corner of the room and pass out with admiral mittens usually after a couple of drinks <laughs> the doc not the cat yeah <laughs> An alcoholic cat on the, on the ship. That's what we. No, that's not canon either. Um, Admiral Mittens seems to be very p- pleased to see you back on the ship. And uh, you're just drifting off. And you, you begin to hear movement just outside the med bay. Someone seems to be walking around outside. I'll keep listening for a, a few more moments. It's uh, as your it goes quiet for the longest time, and then you hear just your bed's nod off. Your eyes are starting to close. The chuckle of a small child. Fuck, the shit's haunted. I I go and investigate. You uh, you go just outside. I need to look at the, the ship map in front of me now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just as you're you look up, and you see where the med bay door is, and there is a window in the med bay door, you know. So, and you're just sort of focusing on it. And then something moves past. A figure moves past. A small figure. Heading in the direction of the crew bunks. I will... The the rest of the people in in this med bay... They're kind of out of it. I'd imagine you probably gave them a little something, a little harmless to help them sleep. You know, after that. Not so from my personal stash. No, 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 no. 
Oh god, there's there's a character <laughs> detail. <laughs> the whiskey Vince. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. The whiskey. Um, no, I uh, I will grab a stun gun, a trank gun, sorry, and then um, leave the med bay and follow where I think this figure was headed. You, the door of the med bay opens, and you lean your head out. Doesn't seem to be anything there, but then you you can hear the sounds of feet on the ladder that's heading down to the cargo bay. Almost like someone's climbing down. Yep, I follow. Okay, and you you trot over, and when you look down, the ladder's completely empty. But you head down, and when you get down to the the cargo bay. That level of the ship. You look around. You can see the the door to the tools and maintenance equipment and, and you know, leading out to the cargo bay. You can't Can't see anything and then all of a sudden you hear like the sounds of soft feet approaching you at a pace. These are definitely feet without shoes. It's the soft padding of bare feet on metal. And it Is begins it coming to, from it's, behind or in front? It's coming from behind you currently. And it picks up pace. It's not it's not heavy footsteps either. I turn around and point the gun. You turn around and point the gun, just as you feel something pass you. You don't see anything. And it is that sort of. There's a. You, was it a nudge? No, it can't have been. Nothing past you. And there's a soft giggle in the air. Like a child playing a game. And the sound heads onwards towards the jump drive and the life support and further into the ship, away from the cargo bay side of the building. I think I think the doc is starting to figure this out. He doesn't want to follow. Make a fear save. Oh, you (laughs) <laughs> if you've started to figure it out <laughs> 44 critical fail could you roll me a panic check this is where the doc dies that's a 17 also a fail you have a new condition oh <laughs> You said this would be a downtime episode. <laughs> That'll do, pig. That'll do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you're... <laughs> you are now spiralling. You make panic checks with disadvantage. Oh, you are shitting me. As all of a sudden your head begins to... Sp- you, you think, this can't 
no, this can't be. No, that's that's not possible. Your your scientific brain is trying to piece this together, and you don't believe in this. That can't that can't have followed you here. And as you're doing so, your head is swimming, and you're you're starting to freak out. But you're you're not going any further. I don't want to, and he knows. But he feels like he has to. So he does, he follows. You continue moving further down into the ship. Where you see like the sign for the jump drive. That's a highly you know, that doesn't look like that's been touched and you hear the another small giggle from further up. As you keep going, you're heading towards The door that leads to the emergency shuttle pods. And it's shut. But from behind the door, you can hear a, a little girl crying. I drop the gun on the floor. And I open the door, where I try to. You open the door. You drop the gun, open the door. And stood in front of you is a figure. It is not a young girl. It It is a fully grown adult woman. A face you recognize. Rage across her eyes and her face and she is absolutely she looks at you with daggers in her eyes and she's tears streaming down her face she says I'll make you pay for this make a body save please fifty-eight failure you pass out just absolutely spark out on the floor and everything goes black Zam in the engine room in the engine room we ascertained that you were banging against the engine trying to get into your happy place yeah Um, what's, what's, what's going on with Zam right now tell us uh, yeah, well, he's quite stressed at the moment, so he's going to be taking it out on the engines. Okay. And uh, the longer you you, work, you don't hear anything, no one else bothers you. Yeah. And the Nobody st- ever comes down here. <laughs> Dare they? Um, yeah. And eventually the the low hum of the ship. You stop, stop banging at the engine. You, the yeah. low hum of the ship settles, settles your your heart rate and your and your mind a little bit. Where does Zan sleep? Uh, he's got a like a hammock in between like two pylons in the engine room <laughs> where he sleeps. What an image! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
And, uh, but as you're sort of lying there in the hammock, Zan, your head is just absolutely killing you. Yeah. But eventually, you drift off to sleep. And everyone gets a good night's rest. What does that mean? <laughs> mechanically, what does that mean? mechanically, you just slept. Uh... I, hate, I hate to ask this question, but is that it? That's it. I'm just asleep in my hammock. You, you fell asleep in your hammock. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, I just fall That's asleep in my dramatic. hammock. Um, getting two more stress points. <laughs> Look, look. <laughs> All good features sitting there hitting the engine with spanners <laughs> at the end of this point. It's like, oh, I can't do anything else now. <laughs> Stay away from my engines. <laughs> um, now, I would imagine the next... You're in space, so what is day and night? <laughs> I mean, um, but probably Wendy may be the first to awaken. Um, Wendy. What happens? Wendy wakes up. In a dark room. There's no lights on. There you go. Uh, (laughs) Oddly reminiscent of the nightmare you just had. Because the room's completely pitch black. (laughs) However, I appear to be in a bed. (laughs) Or on a bed rather than being subsumed by hideous goo and tentacles. So I'm thinking this is probably okay. Mm. (laughs) Um, Wendy is going to get up and go looking in um, just kind of probably the crew area, Mm. either in the lounge She's looking for a specific item. Mm. Uh, first off, this does, this won't incur uh, stress, mm. but just make me a body save, just quickly, Wendy. <clears throat> body save. Will my athletic training help me? Not in this case. Nope. You got a hell of a Mega hangover. Fail. You got a hell not, of a hangover. A you got the hangover. You got a bad hangover. Yeah. You haven't drunk like that in quite some time. You're not going to suffer disadvantage. That was purely just to see how yeah. you felt. That's fair enough. Um, in which case, Wendy goes looking for two things. Uh, <laughs> coffee. Yeah. And then um, Wendy is going to go and try and find a pair of clippers. Like hair clippers. And she's going to go somewhere with a mirror and she's going to G.I. Jane all her hair off. Or you can have Britney Spears as a reference point. <laughs> you know. <laughs> If you're not familiar with G.I. Jane, as many sadly are not, you know, it's a marvellous piece of work, you know, absolutely. Demi was never better. Um, (laughs) Okay, well. So yeah, Wendy is basically now caffeinated and shaving all her hair. So you head down to the galley and you make yourself, there's always like a pot of coffee on the go. You also get the sense that this coffee is is a little, little more, a little fresher than normal you don't just think normally it's got that sort of lukewarm it's just on that sort of the heating ring 
Um, but this one looks like it hasn't been made too too long ago. Um, and it hits the spot. Um, where do you go to? Do you go to the the shower rooms, etc.? Yeah, the showers, yeah. restrooms. Restrooms. Something with a mirror. Okay. And uh, Wendy, you look at yourself. You are, of course. I don't know whether you all took actual showers or cleaned yourselves up before your rest. Everyone was kind of exhausted. I know you had the the decontamination showers, mm. but they're not exactly sort of. <laughs> um, yes, that's what normal showers are like. Um, <laughs> in space. In space. So you know, if you if you haven't, we if you we can reckon it and say that you did clean yourself up. Oh no, no, I obviously was put to bed. Yeah. So you you know I, it is dried I'm... on dirt when you look at yourself in the mirror it's a it's probably a stark image at first when you see it it's just all bit you know the dirt and the blood and everything there's probably track marks from your tears and you look pretty it is it is the end of the descent <laughs> that is kind of how she looks right now um and then when now you... with short hair, no yeah, hair. <laughs> yeah, and then she begins, and then kind of clean myself up, kind yeah. of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, ah, <laughs> oh, someone's in the shower. <laughs> um, that might have been West Side Story that she was singing. Well. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> so Wendy, Wendy begins just cleaning herself up and trying to get her, trying to get her head head right head right. Um, now, Blaze or Zam? Each roll me a d10. Just for the hell of it. I want to see who wakes up first. I, I haven't even got my dice to what, what is going on. <laughs> uh, I've rolled an eight. An eight. Okay. So, unless. Still looking for a d10. <laughs> oh my god. There we go. Take, take your time. <laughs> Okay, looking for another one. He, he was lured into a false sense of security when I said, it's going to be a calm one this this yeah, week. Yeah. I know, completely... Uh, <laughs> Three. Three. Okay, Zam, you wake up first. Yo. Um, yeah. And part of, part of you um, notices that you probably hear with the systems and stuff, like in the engine, you know that some, someone is already sort of using, you know, the showers and stuff. Yeah. Because that sort yeah. of hum of... I can hear that, yeah. Yeah, yeah someone's already... Uh, using it. Yeah, somebody's using up all the hot water again. <laughs> yeah, he's gonna like um, roll out of his hammock. The he's wrong gonna, side. Um, yeah, always the wrong side. <laughs> um, smack his head against a pipe. <laughs> <laughs> You're nestled between two pipes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll do that for a bit, and then. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's no because he's going to be in his clothes, mm-hmm. his like dirty, greasy gear. Yeah. So he's going to like, I don't know. Grab it a, probably smells foul, by the way. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because he's gonna, it's not like it's not grab, like engine grease that you know what you were covered with. Yeah. So he's going to like grab a towel and he's going to go and make his way to the the showers. So he's going to step out of the engine room. He's going to step over the body of the dock. Maybe. Well, well. Wait, well which way? Ah, well, no, where is He's dock? further down the ship. You wouldn't see him. He's further down. Is he's he? further oh, down. He's, 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 see him then. he's yeah. by the emergency. Yeah. He's out uh, cold. Yeah. <laughs> he's going to 
come out of the that engine. That would be a dream room. sequence. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to make his way to the to the ladder, then so he can climb up to. Okay. Go yeah. Get a shower. He's yeah. Go have a shower. He's got his old ragged, dirty it. towel. Um, yeah. Yeah. And he's going to um, he's going to shower and wash his clothes. Oh, I'm glad you. Why him. did you pause then? <laughs> <laughs> What a dramatic... Put- He's going to wash his clothes. <laughs> <laughs> but when you... He's um, doing that by actually having a shower his... in his clothes. <laughs> he's not, no, he's not in his clothes. Yeah. He's going to take but, his clothes off. But when you open... Them, yeah, man. when you... Because it's like a... <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, showers and restrooms. <laughs> even yeah. though there is, a, there, are, there is a certain amount of privacy there, but not too much, you know. Yeah. Um, when you open the can. door, you are... you Face to face with a... Clean and very he's, different he's looking. Quite, well, he's quite like you know bleary eyed. He's still a bit tired. Yeah. So hey, Blaze, and then he's just going to get into the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 got you got a ringside seat. That's poor choice. Um, <laughs> as Zam just gets into the shower, he doesn't yeah. even notice you, Wendy. And he begins cleaning up. Um, Starts singing some uh, Italian opera. If we think about two episodes ago, (laughs) and I mean, what character development? (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, while you're cleaning up, um, Blaze, you're the you're the next Mm. uh, wake up. Because <laughs> of my leg. <laughs> um, I go. I, go to, <laughs> I hobble. Keep it going, Gav. Keep it. We've lost him. We've lost him. Ack! <laughs> Ack! <laughs> I, I go. I go to see if I can find the doc in the medical bay. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That noise, the first noise you make when you <laughs> wake up. Um, you head, you head um, over to the medical bay and uh, you find uh, the three new acquaintances all sat there like the the, the smaller gentleman, um, the smaller older gentleman is still out of it. Um, but the female... Sarah and uh, Quill are sort of they're, they're kind of awake Sarah looks like she's just woken up she's, yes and she looks at you and she's like oh do you know where Dr. Forrest is I was going to ask you the same thing I, I I don't know he was here when we um, well when we well I just passed out from exhaustion but Thought he'd uh, come back in. Oh, how long ago was it you saw him? Well, it was before I we don't know fell asleep. With my voice, yeah. <laughs> well, it was before we fell asleep, so we, I don't know how many hours that is. Was this tall fella? How tall is Blaze, by the way? Oh, what was it like? Six, five, six, five. Six, yeah, yeah. Same, yeah, something silly. Uh, uh, yeah, and and Quill is a similar sort of height. He's sort of going. 
Yeah, we we um we weren't gonna go looking for him because we don't know we don't know what this ship is or where we're going. So <laughs> hang tight, Darcy. <laughs> Hello, Blaze. How can Good morning, I help? Darcy. Where's Duck? And there's a moment of like the spinning wheel. <laughs> <laughs> he seems to be near the emergency shuttle bay. What's he doing there? He seems to be asleep. <laughs> yes, he is unconscious. I do not believe he is dead. <laughs> That's good to know, Darcy. <laughs> Okay, uh, you guys, wait here. I'm gonna go get the duck. What he's up to? He'd be swimming at the bottom of a bottle. <laughs> walks out, and they're, they're all like, <laughs> um, and certainly you you get to you find the duck flat on his back. There is a there is a stun pistol. There is a stun <laughs> there is a stun pistol on the floor next to him. Um, but you you look and the the doors are all shut. Everything's shut. Everything's fine. He's just on his back and I think I I fully believe that he's just been on a binge drink. So that's why I'm treating him like. And he does. <laughs> he smells a little bit like booze. He does smell a bit like booze. Does he wake up? <laughs> I've been hitting a- him this a- entire a- time. After a couple of slaps, the doc wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Stop you and stop now. Please stop for the love of God. Uh, your tail went off last night, huh? Not exactly. Well, we, uh, the... Okay. The survivors, they're awake. And my leg. It's howling at me, Doc. I got any pain pills? Come with me. There we go. <laughs> I pick up the um, tranquilizer. Yeah. If Doc doesn't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I pick it up. Um, He's into some weird shit. Yeah. You have one last look at that emergency shuttle bay door before you head off, Doc. And head back to the med bay. Do you actually want some pain pills, please? Uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> when we get to the med bay, the first thing that happens is Doc walks over to the cabinet where he keeps his whiskey, <laughs> <laughs> takes a swig. Yes, right. painkillers was it? Yeah, 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 that's right, Doc. If you don't mind. Uh, uh, Doc, Doctor, are you okay? It's uh. Yes, I'm. I'm fine. Here you go, Blaze, and I just give him one of the packs of five. Instructions are in there. Read them. Don't take them all at once. Blah 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 blah. Okay, cheers, Doc. I go get coffee uh, in the galley. But <clears throat> I was going to say Zam's going to be like coming out the slap of his wet feet <laughs> as he with his with his towel around him. 
as he's making his way to the uh, to the galley to get some breakfast. Yeah, so you catch up with... It's like a seal in San Francisco. Leaving... Yeah, so I'm guessing Wendy's... Are you in the galley? Have you headed back to the galley? Or where's what's Wendy doing when she's... Uh, Wendy has gone... Where would be a good place to go? She's probably back in her bunk room, but with the door open, and she's doing kind of pull-ups pull from the door frame yeah. to try and get uh, some strength back into her shoulder. As Zam wearily walks past, he's kind of like rubbing the stub out of his eyes and goes, uh, "Yeah, good work, Blaze." <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Blaze walking behind Zam. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dear. Um, and... whoa, whoa, where did you come from? I thought you were in there doing reps or something. You went to see the duck above my leg. Uh, come on, you know, coffee's getting probably, cold. You should probably take it easy with all those, like, pull-ups and stuff, you know? There's a... What? <laughs> Ash up, give me some coffee. In, in the med bay, the dock is obviously... You know, getting questioned from them. They're, all three of these strangers are now. They're calmer, but they're still disorientated and they don't know what's going on. Um, they're more lucid. Um, but definitely, you can tell, Doc, that it's different levels of it, but they're definitely scared. Mm-hmm. It's because they went to sleep and woke up, and this is still reality. Um,. And they they certainly sort of question you about like what are they going to do? What do you, what do you tell them? They're like, well, what what are we supposed to do? Are we supposed to stay here until we can contact another ship to come and get you? Yes. Doctor Forrest, you mean you're not you're not going to take us home yourselves? Is we're uh... our ship's broken. The engines won't uh, go faster than sublight speeds, and we'd all be long dead by the time this ship got back to Earth. That the bedside manner of this man, um, <laughs> Sarah goes pale. I suggest we all go and have some breakfast. Yes, I'm. I must say, I'm. I need to eat something, otherwise I'm going to throw up. And I haven't got anything to throw up, so it'll hurt. What do you yes. uh, What do you serve on this vessel? <laughs> oh, what, all what, the what, finest cuisine from around the world. What does the chef do? Oh, he's, he's an expert. He does, uh, you know, if you want French, uh, Italian, Thai, oh. any breakfast you can imagine, that oh. chef will do for you. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, lead the way then, Doctor. Did the, you hear the, that? Marvellous. At least there's the some ray of light. Uh, head out of Med Bay, go left, all the way down to the end of the What? You're not, you're, not, you're, you're not choked. I will be along in a minute or two. 
Well, we're supposed to just wander around on a ship we don't know where. Really, I. Darcy. Yes, Doctor. Can you show these fine people the way to the galley, please? And the monitor sort of. <laughs> and that like, <laughs> that green digital face, the smiley face that looks at them. Please, follow me. <laughs> and it starts moving slowly across. Well, I've never seen anything like it. As as they leave, though, Doc says, "Sarah, can you wait a moment, please?" Okay. And as the other two head off, Sarah, when you first saw me on the Icarus, you said you thought I was dead. <clears throat> yeah. I just. Who told you I was dead? Well, um, your wife. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I haven't had much to do with the rest of your family since Maddie. No, stop. Just um. Thank you. You can. Guys, just down the hall. Doctor. Thank you. It's fine. I. I don't know what's going to happen. And my husband. No. My husband. Yes, I'm. Um... We're gonna I'm make, sorry about that. We're going to make out of this, right? I hope so. Okay. Um, have you got any more of those? I got. I haven't got my. I had some medication on the other ship, and I haven't. You haven't got any um. Some of those. Just a. I've got a banging migraine. Mm, of course, of course. Thank you. Um, I should should I take these with food? Um, give it an hour in between. Okay. And there's a pause when she just looks at you and then wraps her arms around you. The doc doesn't quite know how to react, and after a few moments, just sort of gingerly, one hand mm. reciprocates, but nervously, and then mm. and there's some soft. There's definitely a soft sobbing a little bit before she's okay well I'll have to see you um, in the galley galley wasn't it uh, yes yeah, so, no, okay. just be a few minutes okay and then as she leaves he just goes and slumps in the chair at his desk okay and uh, we cut back to the galley <laughs> Zam Brazel Zam Brazel in his towel in his towel <laughs> cutting <laughs> quite a picture Talking to Blaze and saying if if the captain sends us on any more crazy missions like this, we should strike. <laughs> this is the daily Zam breakfast chat. <laughs> By the way, Zam, you're uh, you're peeking out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not looking at anything. I'm just uh, just gonna drink my coffee and uh, eat some of this whatever the hell this is. And he's gonna sit down at the table, legs apart. 
Oh my god, I can see it all now. Uh, um, hello, good morning, everyone. I oh. <laughs> Why did you grab some breakfast? The coffee's lukewarm. Yeah. Oh. What? Yeah, this isn't a. Look, uh, there's uh, some sausages over there if you want those. So, so, there's a little one here. No point to Zam's crotch. Uh, he doesn't notice. Um, he's a, he's oblivious to the fact that yeah. his junk's on display. <laughs> it's a proper tabletop role-playing game now. <laughs> um, this sort of nonsense. Um, Fucking toned whiplash here. Roy doesn't seem to know, like... He doesn't understand where he is, but Quill seems a bit more. He he takes the the older gent is sort of like, oh, th- thank you very much, and uh, he sort of helps himself to the coffee, and he he helps Roy sort of set up, and they're still in the the sort of like white, you know, the the Icarus branded sort of pajama, not pajamas, but that that kind of get up. Um, Wendy, are you still crossfitting? <laughs> No, so Wendy um, comes into the the lounge, the galley area, and she just sort of stands kind of almost to attention in a corner looking at everybody else, but not saying anything, but just as if she's kind of watching and keeping guard almost, like very upright. I think Sam's going to be just like shoveling food into his mouth and he's going to see... Randy, and he's just going to, like, swallow it, and it's going to go down the wrong pipe bit. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell have you done to your head? Show some respect. Put it away. <laughs> what a way. I, I'm trying to put it away, but, you know. <sighs> Blaze, you now see that, that Wendy has the military cut and posture. I like the new look. Some might call it an old look. Revisited. And uh, oh. Quill, welcome back. Quill turns to you and says, "Do you want some coffee?" Thank you. Yes. And uh, he goes about like making a a coffee for you, and every, there's, there's a moment of. What is going on before um, Sarah Madigan turns up? And she's sort of very sheepishly, sort of. Uh, morning, everyone. <coughs> morning. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> um, no, I, um, I'll just have toast. I, 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 no sausage for me. Yeah, sausage is pretty good. Makes a change in this place. God damn it, Sam. <laughs> oh, is that coffee? Yeah, great, thanks. <laughs> There's definitely a certain atmosphere around. Um, and But they, as soon as the food sort of comes out, they're eating. It's like they haven't had anything since they woke up from cryosleep. And you know from experience that their body's just completely empty and you just need fuel. And they're just... You know, when they start eating, like Sarah's a little bit nervous, sort of. You know, she's very sheepish, but then all of a sudden she just starts wolfing down food, and they're all sort of like 
Oh, wonderful scrambled eggs! And then, like, you know, bits <laughs> coming out of his mouth. <laughs> what have I done? Uh, <laughs> um, before, um, Doc, are you staying in the med bay? No, he does turn up he a does few minutes up. later. Okay. Just makes a coffee and gets a small plate of food and then. Yeah. Zam your little fellas on display. Yeah, what? Oh, oh, God. Whoa, yay. <laughs> Just closes his legs. Um, Somebody could have said something. <laughs> uh, that, like, Sarah sort of chuckles a little bit. And uh, you have to pull a, um, a couple of the chairs. There's. Normally, there aren't that many chairs for this many people around this table, so you got to pull a couple from the sort of lounge sort of area. But everyone's sitting down and having something to eat. For... What was that? I'll stand. You're standing. Are you yeah. having anything to eat? Coffee. Coffee. Eating coffee. <laughs> I had coffee. <laughs> um, yeah, and Wendy's just stood there. Watching, almost watching over you all. Before um, Captain Austin appears and steps down into the galley, and immediately she looks like she hasn't she hasn't slept. And she's like, she um, goes and grabs some. She goes to grab some coffee, but it's sort of empty because everyone's had a cup. She's like, oh god damn it! And she starts. How's uh? How y'all doing? Yeah, I had a pretty good night's sleep. Thanks, Captain. Is he still like shoveling food in? It's back out, Sam. <laughs> oh, Jen. God, Sorry. God yeah. damn it. Razzle. Put the mouse back in the house. Hey, yeah, um, what do you care? Well, we have guests. Speaking of which, how... Yeah, it ain't nothing none of them seen before. And you, the rest of you can see her, like... Even though Zam's just not... He's not paying attention that Captain sort of looks at him like... Mm-hmm. Um, and she speaks to the, the new acquaintances. Make sure they're all okay. Um, I think... I think we're going to need to get you all set up in some bunks of some kind. Um, I'll, I need to talk to the rest of these guys in, mo- in, a, mo- in a moment. So uh, we'll get you all settled. But for now, just enjoy the food. But don't... I, I know I know, um, I know. know you're hungry, but just don't have too much right now. That's all i got to say. Um, help yourself to the coffee. Um, and... Uh, Rest of y'all, uh, can I have a word with you um, in the planning room? Um, but I mean, first, Zan, put some clothes on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> he just whips off the towel. He's got a clothes part next to him. He just whips off the towel and just starts dressing. In front of everyone? Yeah. I'm a scrambled egg. Re- really, Brazel? Yeah. We have breakfast. Yeah, well, more for me. <laughs> well, well. Anyway, now that he's dressed, Wendy, you, 
You, yes, ma'am. You, uh, you cut your hair. Are you okay? Huh? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And uh, the captain looks at the rest of you like, Ooh, what? <laughs> okay. Um, she looks sharp. Yeah, it, it suits you. It's it suits you, honey. Um, how's how's the arm? Are you okay? It's good. Thank you, ma'am. Okay. Um, I need another coffee. Um, she, she pours out another coffee. Right. Okay. Um, let's go. Uh, have a little talk. She heads off into the planning room, and she, <clears throat> you all sit around the table, or does Wendy stand? Wendy will stand unless instructed otherwise. Yeah, and um, sure enough, the cap- captain Austin's like, "Take a seat, guys. Uh, did any of y'all manage to get any sleep last night?" Yeah, I slept pretty good. Too bad. What about you, Wendy? Was playing up. Well. Yes, ma'am. I yeah. slept as well as can be expected, ma'am. Are you sure you're okay? Wendy? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What's your briefing for this morning? Okay. Um. Well, I suppose we better get right to it. Um. And Blaze, the leg's okay, yeah? Yeah, Doc, give me some pills. Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, well, just be careful popping those pills, Blaze. No, oh, yeah, fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> okay, right. So, did you pop pills when the Doc gave them to you? Or are you popping them now? Oh, I would have popped one at breakfast. And this is my... <laughs> Seventh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you popped one at breakfast, correct? Okay, and you're popping one now, correct? Which wasn't that long. However, when you pop them, you immediately restore one d10 health. So roll a d10. Five, but that just. Only need to be prepared one. So. Yeah, and lowers your stress by one. Oh well, well, well. <laughs> Run thirteen, baby. Okay, so you pop another one. Uh, yeah. Thirteen. You're gonna you're gonna pop another one. Yeah. S- same thing again. Roll a d10. But I don't. There's no health to. Oh right. Okay. Well, re- reduce your stress. Reduce your stress by one. Yep. And then make me a body Sorry, save. Is, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, God. This isn't for stress. 90. That's 9 0. It's a fail definite phone. Good to know. Okay. <clears throat> Don't like it when he does that. Um, <laughs> you immediately just the, the 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 sting in your leg sort of dies away and you're just feeling 
just feeling better. These pain pills, they don't have a, a swimmy effect. Like the stim packs immediately, it's just like an adrenaline shot. This is more sort of, you know, just getting rid of the pain. As the um, captain goes on. Um, so I know uh, they said they were doing okay, all, all things considered. But how are our new uh, guests? Utterly traumatised. Well, that's understandable. Um, yeah, we um, we're gonna have to set them up. As I told them, we're gonna have to set them up with bunks, and uh, they can't. I, I know not everyone can sleep, sleep like you can, Zam, next to an engine. So some people need an actual bed. Yeah, it's fine. I got uh, I got my uh, space in the engine room. One of them can have my bunk. Okay, so um, somebody make a note. We need to clean Zam's bunk before anyone goes in it. Um, also, uh, <clears throat> there, I mean, they had quite an appetite. I know that because uh, they just woke up from cryo. But we're going to have to make sure that they don't eat. they got to be careful what they eat because we're going to have to do some rationing at some point. So uh, just keep an eye on them. You know, we don't want anyone. Captain, if I may. Yes, Wendy. we could uh, restrict them to their quarters and um, bring their meals to them in set rations, so that we can manage, you know, everything. Honey, we can't perfectly. We can't treat them like prisoners. They're we just. I, we what? Are you seriously telling me we just lock them up and then? We know them? where they were and what they were doing. Well, well, I mean, it's crazy as it sounds. Now. And, and it, you know, it keeps us safe from whatever they might. But how do you think thinking? these people are going to take that? They're, these are these are the hyperloy. These are. How would you? How would you react to being taken off a ship like that and then being told you're not allowed to go anywhere? And by the way, here's your grits. If that was what was required for the mission. They're that, not that, soldiers, Wendy. Wendy, yeah, ain't that the truth? Even more of a reason to lock them up. <clears throat> They're uh, a risk, Captain. Yes, if I may, we had some empty cryopods. What about we put them into hypersleep? Now, wait, we don't need to feed them. There's a couple of issues. I know Zam said this before. There are. Uh, couple of issues we we may have with that in the long run I do not know how long these people are going to be with us they have only just been pulled out of a cryo sleep doc what kind of effect would that have on someone being put straight back in again the recommendation is a week between cryo sleeps, but these people's mental state as well. They came out of cryo sleep and into whatever the hell that was. It could be some associations. They won't want to go back in, and we can't force them. No. When what the hell was that? Look, Wendy, we can't force them these people to do anything. I mean, for the good of the ship. 
for the mission. Right now, we gotta think about the good of all of the living souls aboard this ship. We just need to get. Well, at the very least, well, then they can't go in the crowd for a week minimum. Doctor's orders. So we, in that in that time, we're gonna have to have them here with us. And in the long run, cry asleep. What was that, Doctor? Yeah, cry asleep. Oh, do not tempt me, Brazel. Do not <laughs> tempt me. If I did not need you by those engines, by God, I'd have you and your wandering pinky in one of those oh, pods before the end of the day. They're all grown-ups. Grown-ups have nightmares like anyone else, Sam. Yeah, they want to get older themselves. And I also, I mean, we've been on this ship, Save. We've been on this ship for, for, for over a year, and I am... Why... You insist on walking around in just that goddamn towel. That's freeing. I'm, you know, trying it. You know, get a bigger towel. Hey, this towel's uh, lasted me uh, seventeen years. Have you seen the towel, Sam? The towel has not lasted, hey, don't Sam. Don't go there, Wendy. Don't go there. Anyway. Look. It does say his on it. I <laughs> <laughs> had to fight hard to get this doll. Look. In the long run, we may have a problem. We've got ten cryopods on this ship. And that may have been okay if we only had one or two of those people on board. But we've got three new faces we can't even if we get that jump drive fixed we can't jump a living person is recommended not to go through a hyper jump what about if we uh, keep the two young ones and shoot the old guy into space what the <laughs> fuck Sam I'm just kidding captain come on she looks to, she looks to Wendy I mean he does eat a lot hey no Wendy I was just kidding you know you know, we dial it back a bit, yeah? With the death stare and the buzz cut. Just being rational. Oh, God damn it. What would your uh, starfish god say to all this, you know? Zam. Yeah? Shut your damn hole. Ah, oh, God damn it. You're putting up with this crap all the time. Look. When are you going to send us on our next suicide mission, Cap? Right now, I might get Wendy to pop a cap in your ass. How do you feel about that? A hell of a lot safer than where you've been sending us so far. Was that an order, Captain? No, Wendy, I'm just, uh... It's good to know you're there if I need you. No, Always, Captain. Do it. <laughs> yeah, get in line. Look. I've had absolutely no sleep, and we're... It's not going to do us any good being in each other's throats right now. And I've been, uh... I got a few things to catch you up on. And that's where we're going to get a break. Oh. <laughs> Is this episode called Zam's Wandering Pinky? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
You know what the thumbnail is going to be? <laughs> what do they it's do? The third album, what progressive do... rock band, such and such, in 1974. <laughs> I first encountered uh, Sam's Wandering Pinky in a car in real. Well, okay, join us back here in five minutes where I try to get the train back on the tracks and fail horribly. Um, but until then, enjoy the break. I will. <laughs> hey everybody, Vince here, Game Warden and General Mischief Maker when it comes to the Safe Space Show. Just wanted to say, we hope you're enjoying the show so far, and if you want to find out more about the other podcasts and general news that we have on the, this network, then why don't you follow us on social media. On Twitter, we're at LawbreakerPod, and you can follow us on Instagram at Lawbreaker Radio. Just to be clear, that's L-O-R-E, Breaker Radio. But follow us there. We'll be sure to follow back and interact with the community and let you know a bit more about what's upcoming on the Lawbreaker Radio Network. But uh, I think without further ado, enough of me. Let's get back to the show. And welcome back. So, this ragtag crew of junkers, ex-military, and Lord knows what. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to describe Zam. Uh, <laughs> that's why he's a legend. Um, <laughs> sat around um, with the captain. And uh, she's sort of looking at them. She looks tired. She does look, you know, she's... Looks like she needs a good night's sleep, but she looks to you all. Okay, gang. Now, here's the situation as it stands. Looks like that ship isn't following us any longer. Um, it was for a time, and I pushed the engines harder for longer than I'd like, but at some point, it slowed down and changed its course it was it was like it just lost interest or something Jesus I can't believe I'm talking about this thing like it's an actual living being anyway um, we've got its signature in our database and Darcy I got Darcy scanning as far as he can so if there's any peep of this thing anywhere near us we're going to know immediately Okay, so you don't ha need to have sleepless nights for days. We've got our eyes open on this. Um, I managed to get through the rooster. Um, I spent all night trying to do that and uh, updated him on uh, everything that's been happening and what you told me. That relay, Dick. Icarus, the hyperdrive, just all of it. Suffice to say, he thought I lost my fucking mind at first. But I let him know in no uncertain terms that he had inadvertently dropped us into a shitstorm and he better do whatever he can to help us out. Also, he owes me a few favors, so it seemed like the right time to collect. She takes a long swig of the coffee and empties it. 
Now, we discussed it. And as far as I can tell, we've been through it and we got a couple of options. But with what y'all have been through, I wanted to talk it through with you first and see what you think we should do. Now, it's going to take a while, but he can get a Gibbous crew out here with a replacement drive coil and patch us up. Now, that's no small thing, especially with where we are right now on the ass end of space. Um, it also means I'm probably going to have some unpleasant conversations with management uh, when we get home, but I'll, I'll cross that bridge when, when it comes to it. Anyway, we're getting everything in place, traveling all else. It's going to take them a, at least a month and a half to get here. <sighs> and uh, well, we got two choices. First, we power down the engines, and we sit where we are right now and wait for them to come to us. Now we'll be saving fuel and power. And we can concentrate on rationing and conserving what we can until then. And try to stop our new guests eating us out of house and home at the same time. Yes, Wendy, I don't look at me like that. I know what, what you'd like to do, and I've taken it on board. Um, our second choice is a little bit different. Um, in this system, there's a planet called uh, Cassius Prime, which is about a month's travel from where we are right now uh, it's one of those uh, explore surveyor sites um, you know the drill we've, we've been to those places before and junk their stuff before but this is a this is ongoing this is a full workers colony that's been established there um, it's got all all, of, all that they need we can head there park up get some rest and wait for our guys to come and fix Susie up while we're on that planet now I don't know which one of y'all want to do what so and I'm I'm hanging on right now so what what do you think we should do I say Can we enter uh, the planet can we call ahead and make sure everybody's alive and not being eaten by some kind of like techno-organic weird crap? That is a good idea. Uh, I begrudgingly agree with them. Yes, I, I will... Um, yeah, if you want to head to Cassius, then I, I will make sure that they'll know we're coming and uh, we'll make sure that there's nothing untoward there. As far as I know, it's just a miners' colony. Um, but like you say, I thought it was just a satellite fucking relay, and look where that got us. Yeah, we were supposed to be headed to a lovely cruise ship as well. Exactly. So, yeah, I fully understand and support the fact that uh, we are in some weird fucking shit right now. So, uh, yeah, we will call forward, make sure everything's good, make sure they know we're going to be there. I mean, I need to... I would need to get in contact with them anyway to make sure we can land safely park up and see what they got there but heck they may even have beds for us but that's what you want to do I can contact Rooster he can get everything he can get everything moving 
Yeah, I don't trust Rooster. He's Rooster's fine. He's just a. It's the people above you want to. No offense, Captain, but Rooster did sort of send us to almost die twice. Well, you got a point. When we get home, I'm certainly going to have a word or two with him about that. So, uh... Doc, you've got to vote for Cassius. Anyone else? Cassius has got my vote. I don't trust waiting in space for a rooster to come through. That's another valid point. We'll be sending ducks. Last thing we want is that Icarus coming back for us. We'd probably best keep moving. Ah, uh, yeah. That's and a good go point. see what kind of suicide mission is waiting for us. Cassius Prime. There's no goddamn missions, Sam. You're sounding like Wendy. <laughs> right now, I'm just trying to find a I am, some. I am right here. But do you think it's a mission, honey? I think if if a ranking officer, such as a captain, instructs us to go somewhere and do something, that is a mission. I may look. I'm, I know I'm captain it. of the ship, Wendy, but I value your opinion. What do you think we should do? I, I'm not sure I understand the question, Captain. <clears throat> Jeez. Well, uh, well, soldier, do we wait here or do we head to the planet? Action is always better than inaction, Captain. Hoorah! She looks at she looks at Blaze in a don't encourage her. <laughs> <laughs> well then, that's settled. Uh, seems like we've got some uh, travel ahead. Now, so it's going to be about a month or so for us to get there. Now, with with the cargo we have right now, it's going to weigh us down. Not to mention eating up fuel we could use later. I've been doing the math and I think I can get us to the planet in three weeks. But in order to do that, we're going to have to ditch some of the cargo. Now, before you say anything, I know those are credits you've worked hard to earn. So if you don't want to do, if you don't want to do that, I understand. And we'll keep going as is. But the options there. If you want to get there a little bit faster, we'll just have to open the trunk and let loose some of the junk. Captain, I really couldn't give a shit about the junk. As a, as a, as a, this this episode's all about junk, it seems. <laughs> in all its forms <laughs> I value my ass more than that junk now I must say Zam that does surprise me you always struck me as a company man after what I've been through company can go swivel <laughs> swivel indeed um, Blaze 
wind it? Hey, let's jettison the junk. Okay. Get there quicker. So we can, uh, I think if we get rid of half of that cargo that we're carrying right now, that'll be all we need. We don't have to lose all of it. So we won't be completely penniless when we get home. But I'm going to make sure that we get home. So with that in mind, I'll go make the arrangements and uh, the rest of y'all can uh, get to work. Getting that cargo out in the space and then uh, making things as comfortable as they can be for the for the trip to the planet. Okay? Yes, Captain. Anyway, uh, let's just get on with it. I need to make this call and I need, I need some shut eye. So, uh, with that, Captain makes another coffee and heads back up to the bridge. And you have made your choice to head to Cassius Prime. But in the meantime, there's going to be there's going to be a few days. There's going to be weeks leading up to this. And that means downtime, people. <laughs> and the possibility to maybe reduce some stress, level up that Mothership possibly does. Um, but I'm not just it's not just a case of I would like to do this. Yes, you get another level. Of course the players need to talk through it and think of novel ways and you know, so it works narratively, etc. So over the next three weeks um, you can get what do you what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your guests first off? And at this point with this downtime, well, we'll get into the mechanics of like doing some rolls and seeing if we can de-stress as well. If there's any moment, if there's any scenes, if you want to take a moment between a different character or have a conversation, go for it. This is this is your time. But this is over the period of of, of travel from now on. Downtime, as they say. <laughs> Downtime, Abby. Um, <laughs> terrible joke. Don't laugh. Uh, can I? Can I have a word with Wendy? Are you going to do that pretty? This, this happens pretty soon after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once yeah. we've all like sort of yeah. dispersed. Yeah. Um, wherever Wendy goes, where are you, Wendy? Uh, Wendy is going to go down to the cargo bay, cargo hold, and start sorting. She's decluttering the cargo, basically, to kind of go, actually, what would be the best value to keep, the good stuff to keep, Mm -hmm. rather than the shit to throw throw out into space. Straight into the mission. Sort of tagging it, tagging it, and identifying and tagging it, yeah. Because these are huge, like all business. And if you if you see her going past where her um, the space where her shrine was, her temple was, she's just straight past it. Maybe even walking a little bit faster past that that room. Mm. And these this cargo, these are huge. Like you imagine, like junkers, like when they turn the cars into cubes. It's like vast bits like that made of all kind of stuff and so you can tag it and these things have to be you you have to use an auto loader in order to move them so um but wendy's just when you when you find a blaze wendy is just tagging it and identifying it yeah i'm assuming she's not in the loader 
No, she's not in the, she's not in the load of right. Yeah. It's over there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <clears throat> Wendy, uh, have a quick word. I will keep you long. Sure. Uh, I'm not really sure what's going on with you at the moment, but... Uh, I'm sorting the cargo. Yes. <laughs> but you're... Uh, um mural effigy thing um I discovered something in it it's you know it, it was just nonsense thinking there's nothing in yeah. it at all it's not well, true I mean you know God is not an octopus and an octopus is not God I mean huh? agreed there's but... nothing in it at all Oh, no. I meant literally. I'm trying to be coy. Um, I found the smart rifle. <laughs> I tried to whisper that. <laughs> I just imagine that echoing off everything in this room. And it's like, smart rifle! <laughs> <laughs> like Ian McKellen just boomed it out. <laughs> You know, the SK-109. But I've hidden it away. And uh, I assumed you didn't want anyone knowing about it. So I've marked it. It's in a, one of the uh, crates. It's marked with a little mouse. <laughs> Thank you. That's, it seemed, that's... seemed important. It's it's who I am. Hoorah. Hoorah. Who's <laughs> 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 Okay, so what are we looking at here? And then I, I help Wendy with the um, cataloging. Okay. Um... Zan, while they're doing this, how are you? Are you are you going to get involved eventually? I, I would imagine it would take a, a couple of days in order to sort of organise yeah. this whole thing. And yeah, I'd give him a hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I wasn't there for that conversation. You weren't there for that conversation. Fucking no, 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 no. You wouldn't have been there for this that conversation. But you may have no, been, for was... instance, moving around in the loader because there is some cargo that was also in the bay yeah. as well. Um, now, <laughs> so, and you can set this up um, to just jettison this out. You can either put stuff, now, it might be a bit tricky to put it in the airlock. How do you how do you want to do it? Do you just want to throw it out the back? <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, Go on. is there any way we could put something explosive in it? So that if the Icarus comes for scrap... Ooh. It'll eat it and like a snack bomb for yeah techno blah 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 hideousness. Um, do we have anything that's? I don't know. 
big combustible. We don't want to put our power cells in there because we need those. Um, but there may there may um, thing maybe things that you could. You're you're a soldier. You should have something explosive, right? Only my wit and personality. Yeah, shit. <laughs> you could put them out there. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it'll smack on that. Um, Zam, if you want to do this, if you're thinking about doing this, I'd say make an intellect check. You don't have explosives or anything like that, do you? So it'd just be a straight roll. This is a thought process. I mean, so I'm, I'm only I, I'm only asking the question. Yeah, yeah. If you if you want <laughs> to think about intellect, I, yeah, I, yeah, I will say it won't necessarily incur stress because you're just thinking about it. Can I add my jury rigging? Uh, well, now jury rigging is more about repair using only more okay. materials at hand. So you'd need explosives um, to really sort yeah, of figure okay. out where to do it. So it's just a straight roll. Oh, got a double zero with a four. So you got four. 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 Yeah. I got a four. <laughs> <laughs> you think you might be able to, you know, not using power cells, but there may be some equipment that you could fashion together. You could make something like yeah. a piece of equipment that is highly unstable. You know, it's not like a not a bomb because yeah. you don't know how to make bombs, but you certainly yeah. know how machinery works, and you could possibly yeah. make something that, if something was yeah. to come into contact with it. There would be a reaction. We could probably destabilize it if it tries to eat it. Um, if you want to do this, obviously you'd have to. I you'd have to sp- spend a bit of time identifying bits to use. Um, um, so this would be time that you wouldn't be able to help the others because you would need to figure out how to do this. And if you wanted I'd to do this, there would then be a jury a jury rigging role. Yeah. So how many? How think, many guys? do you want? Put, how many do you want to put on? How many do you want to do? Um, you could be sending a whole load of these big blocks out, but it would take forever to to do it to all of them. But you can. Yeah, I think maybe two or three, maybe. Yeah. So Zam Zam um, has put the question: Should we do this? Do you know what you're doing? Kind of. <laughs> You're not gonna blow half the ship away. Yeah, be outside the ship, we'll be fine. As long as we don't take the junk back in. <laughs> Once it's out, it's out. Getting it out that I'm concerned about. So, how do you want to do this? Zam, if you're if you're gonna commit to this, are you gonna do it in the ship and then move the cargo out, or are you gonna move the cargo to a certain point, do it and then push them out? What's the? Here I am throwing oxen at you. But... I think I think we get the cargo to the right where we where where's the airlock that we're checking it out on? Now, or is it just going? Are we just gonna lower the Ramp. You could get more if you did the ramp. Ramp. Of course, at that point, if you wanted to do it in the cargo bay, you would need to strap everything down, and you need to be suited up if you chose yeah. to do that. But it would literally the the ramp would just open, and then it would just all fly at the back. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. But do we so not need to move it, the APC? You would need a, you would need to move the APC. Well, it, it'll be no, it'll be <laughs> which is quite big on the on the on the map I've given you, but there would be enough room for it to sort of move over, possibly. We got a internal crane that we could just lift it up. That's a great idea. Yes, you do. We'll just lift it up. That happens. <laughs> That's the thing now. Um, yeah. Great rejoice then. Yeah. Hey, where did this internal crane come from? That whole sort of aliens <laughs> thing where it's just moving the equipment. Yeah. You could lift it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, I figure we we rig it when it's ready to go. Okay. So, so do you want to use the, nor like... the normal airlocks, which would take more trips, or you want to do the cargo? What is the doctor? Is, is the doctor just leaving? They're just like... Oh, he's, he's nowhere near this. Yeah. <laughs> well, I figure we, we're at least going to make sure the captain's okay with it. Yeah, yeah. And it's, she would sort of say, just make sure... She understands exactly where you're coming from, but don't blow my ship up, or I'll kill you. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. If the ship blows up and he's in the cargo bay, it's yeah. Mm. He's not gonna have a chance to bring you back him. to life to kill you. Yeah. Uh, why do I have these stupid ideas? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's a tabletop game. That's what they're there for. I uh, yeah. Well, I figure we'll do it in the cargo bay. Okay. And then we'll just eject it all out into space yeah. and we'll go there. Yeah. So Doc, you don't see the rest of your crew for a bit because they are focused on this for like days. They're planning, they're identifying things, they're moving. So you hear, you certainly hear there's a lot of like industrial equipment moving around you know, just downstairs and like certainly they're, they're moving the APC and they're using the lift and they're, they're getting well, everything I, together. I don't really see them for a few days. No. No, but that is what the doc finds relaxing, <laughs> and it does. It, yeah, it does give you um, some days with your new guests. So, if you want to spend any time with anyone or talk to anyone or make well, sure he, that... he would spend some time with Sarah, have a few conversations there. Um. Asking about. The last time maybe she had spoken to his wife. Because it's probably more recent than he has. Yeah. Um, that was a, a sort of a, a suit and tie. It was like a, a gala. that they, they just briefly met. They bumped into one another. Um, your wife, who, who is... You, you discover has started dating someone else. That is when you discover she's started uh, dating um, not a politician but someone who's definitely in those sort of circles like within, within some of the bigger corporations who seems nice enough but um, you you only briefly came up and your, your wife shut it down immediately saying like that you passed away um, and that was it was it was a small interaction but that was all, all she had and they wished each other well and then you know that was when you, that's also when you find out that Sarah opens up about her husband like Flint who worked worked for one of their companies but he was just he, he worked his way up to a decent position he was a nice bloke and 
they had a loving relationship and this was a she had Sarah had had a few sort of she had had a tough couple of years for personal reasons and he was treating her to this They man- he managed to get tickets to this luxury cruise liner uh, but then that's as far as she gets before she just starts yeah. she just loses it yeah, every time. So it's almost like you both have these moments that whenever you talk, you, there's a moment where both of you just sort of... And then he wouldn't bring it up in the first few conversations, but there would come a point where he would ask if she had... when the last time she'd spoken to Maddie was. Um, and she would say um, she saw her before she went off on her surveying mission um, and she was hugely excited about the, the what they were going to do she couldn't t- she couldn't tell Sarah about it but they had like they had one of those nights on on their colony on the beach you know just they had a, they had a party a farewell party and things like that and uh, yeah she she just remembered that Maddie was just hopeful that was the last the last thing one of the last things Maddie said to her was never stop looking up because I'll be looking down and that's the last thing you know about that and then the dog at the end of that he just makes his excuses and mm. goes and sits on his own for a bit in the cargo bay there are blocks huge blocks stacked up on the cargo lift there are three crew members in vac suits everything is shut down and made sure everything's locked up and you're only communicating with each other over the short range comms but Zam, now's the chance. Uh, One of you has to open roll? up. Zam's got to go and do this. You don't. You don't have to sort of do it. It's not like he has to do it and then run away. But you can. Um, I would like to give you. Uh, you. I would like you to give me. How many of these did you want to do, Zam? Um. Three. Three. Okay, then it's only going to be one check. Yeah. If you were going to be greedy, if you were going to do over five, (laughs) (laughs) um, then uh, it's it's going to be probably, I believe it would be an intellect check. But with your jury rigging, if you've got anything else. um... I've got jury rigging, I've got industrial equipment, and I've got mechanical repair. And I think are we technically in zero G? You're in zero G. You oh, will, yeah. you will be in zero G. G. Yeah, yeah, because it's all. But yeah. I can add zero G and jury rigging. Jury rigging about industrial equipment. What equipment are you going to use? Any industrial equipment to make the things that? You no, want to not do? not anything massively industrial. I don't think. So, um, so it could be mechanic. I will allow mechanical repair. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because you're almost you're trying to repair something badly. It's almost like you're fixing a circuit, yeah. and then going here you go, your plug works, and then someone presses it, and then <laughs> it goes off. Um, yeah. So make an intellect check with what have you got to beat? So hang on, so forty-five, and then you said I can add my zero G and my two rigging, yeah. Yeah, and your mechanical repair. And my mechanical repair. So I've got to get lower than an eighty. <laughs> Maybe I was too generous, uh, but, but I'm sticking with it. Are you sure? Yeah, oh, yeah, I I'm totally I sure. Have, I, I should have advantage as well, yeah, considering I've got <laughs> able-bodied military experts helping me. Don't push your luck. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. You know this is going to go 88 now. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But remember, and this is something that we... I mean, I don't know if you're going to get this now. This is something we didn't factor in before. If you get a 99, that's a critical fail. If you get a 100, a 100 is always a critical success. Something I got wrong. You get a 100. Yeah. So if you get a 100, then. (laughs) Um, Do you want me to take a picture of this? (laughs) What did you What did you get? Double zero and a zero. That's a (laughs) hundred. I can take a picture of it. Take a picture. Look, oh, look, I want to take a picture purely for the social media afterwards. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna post this uh, for everyone to see. <laughs> that is incredible. That is amazing. I love it. <laughs> that is amazing. You got nothing but zeros. That is unbelievable. And also a good reason why I looked up the correct rule, because now it's a good thing instead of a very, very bad thing. <laughs> right, so, yeah, in in the WhatsApp now, you can see the... Uh, uh, I'm looking God. at this right now. <laughs> um, so... It's just, that's just Zam's willy. What have you... <laughs> oh, wrong picture! Oh, 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 <laughs> Dan Brazzle! Oh, my God. Oh, God. Um, that is amazing. This is why you play tabletop role-playing games, people. Bye, nice. Because that, nice space, nice as well. That that moment, oh, that might, that might be one of the wow. moments of the season. Um, wow, yeah, it is one <laughs> of the few times Zan Brazel goes quiet. <laughs> he's concentrating. Clang, clang. Yeah, yeah, he, he's concentrating, <laughs> and he's just sort he's of got a lot of beef with this ship. Yeah, all of a sudden, like he's he's just focused. It's a focus that you haven't seen on it him before. Um, and yeah, you. You rig these things if if they're floating in space and anything bumps into them, there's going to be a hell of a bang. Mm. <laughs> um, it's not conventional. It's not like a mine. It's not going no. to like you know, but it'll it'll um, it'll knock some teeth out, let's say. And when everything's all said and done, everyone gets ready, presses the button. And sure enough, half of the cargo that's on this ship, and therefore half of your profits, go flying out into space behind the O'Brien. Sam's going to salute it as it goes out. (laughs) He's with two military people. He's the one. (laughs) Kill that son of a bitch for me. And we, yeah, you successfully, you absolutely oh, okay. smashed it. And uh, 
So, yeah, the ship is a bit lighter, and sure enough, things move at a bit more of a pace. So now we're going to do a little bit to, to see if over these next couple of weeks, see how the effects of, once things have settled down, how do the crew get over this? How do they fortify themselves in mind, body, and spirit? That sounded a bit weird, but... Um, so over the next few weeks, well, I'm going to count this because this is a bit of a homebrew campaign, and we're you know playing a little fast and loose, taking some of the um, elements and just turn them on their axis a little bit. Shore leave in Mothership is something that when players survive these horrible encounters, and certainly like the dock, they've got a lot of stress. That stress can be used to level up your character in a certain way. Um, if you have a moment to just stop and get your head right and just chill out and spend some time on sorting yourself out you can turn those stress points into possible save points although for this game I might even uh, let them add to their stats we'll see how well they do um, with that in mind there are there are, there is a cost to it it's not like you can just sort of say I've got 20 stress I'm going to spend that on, on this rolls have to be made and certainly there is a monetary cost and depending on what they choose to do to do this we'll, we'll factor that in they all do have money in their accounts so they've all got little um, little numbers that they can work away at um, and we'll see okay over these next three weeks you've it would I would say it's probably gonna be a good half a week to a week doing doing what you just did so we've got two and a half weeks okay now what are the crew going to do now are they going to are they going to slow down are they going to stop how are they going to focus their mind um, there are a few we're treating the the O'Brien itself it's almost like a like a port in itself. That's the way I, I, I've treated this. And ports have certain class levels, and depending on those class levels, the cost changes. For instance, if you stayed in a in a luxury cruise liner that isn't trying to kill you, um, it might it will cost more, but it might reduce more stress. Whereas if you stayed in a hostel on, on a criminal underworld, it's it's probably going to be cheaper, but it's not going to reduce that much stress. Those sort of things. Um, for this, the the O'Brien is considered a, a B-class port, which um, is usually blue-collar industrial stations and large-scale military installations. Um, and it's kind of industrial, which is why I class the O'Brien as like that. It's just like a living... Well, not a living... No, that was the Icarus. Um, it's, like, it's like an ongoing sort of vessel. Um, there are a few things you can do. Obviously, the ship itself also has a comfort level, which I have given it. So when the crew have taken a comfort rest as well before to see if they can do some stress. Um, so with shore leave, you have uh, you have relax. You can relax. You can treat yourself for a certain uh, ailment or condition. And there's also health care. There's ongoing health care. Um, obviously, the crew have been beaten up a little bit, and it's going to take them a. I would say. It's going to take them that time with ongoing treatment with the doctor to get patched up, make sure everything's all right. So for ease of 
the game to, to just keep us going. I would say in this time, you would get rid of your as long as you're constantly seeing the doctor, getting you know, getting making sure everything's okay. Over those uh, three weeks, we'll get you back up to what you're supposed to be. Okay. Now, there is a cost to this. There will be a cost to this. And the cost would essentially be, the way I factor it in is like, the doc's giving you pills, the doc's giving you treatment. It, these things are going to cost money, so therefore they will they will sort of accumulate. Um, for these weeks, now it says in the B-class port, ooh, actually B-class is pretty good. Two wounds healed per week at 2,000 credits each week. So I would say in the two weeks it would probably be three and a half, four grand, 4,000 credits if you wanted to get up to the top. It's money you don't have you to spend. The one wound. Yeah. If you got if you got the one wound, it would probably be um, 2,000 for you, Zach. Yeah. yeah. So I'll spend the 2000 Wendy would like physio, but no drugs. Okay. And not to heal all the way up. Okay. Because a little bit of pain is good. Okay. Um, then I would say, did you lose a wound, Wendy? No, I didn't lose a wound. I'm still okay. on my first track. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Do all those stupid things. <laughs> Yeah, with that then, I'd, I'd probably say because you're not going to, unless you want pain pills, do you want pain pills and things like that? And we're not going to factor in the mechanical, but okay, just one 1,000, just in general. Okay. 1,000. Cool. Uh, Blaze, you got a hole in your leg, man. <laughs> yeah, even though my health mechanically is fine. Yeah. Do you want the same um, thing as Wendy? You could you could just sort of like, just physio, make sure it's all alright, make sure it's not infected and stuff like that. And pain pills. You want the pain pills as well? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Whether there's pain or not. Okay. How often do you pop these pain pills? <laughs> How many is in a pack, Doc? Five in a pack. Yeah. So... There's not an there's not an endless amount of pain pills. Ooh. How long do they last? They they essentially just it's like a media. I would I would imagine like like, like ibuprofen or like... yeah yeah. If, if, Ibuprofen. Yeah, probably something like six, eight hours, something like that. It's the it's the future. It's probably eight hours where you don't have, you're not in pain. <laughs> um, uh, and how how much time has passed at this point? <laughs> this is, this is over those these um, the time it takes you to get the tra- the travel. It. Are you popping? Are you choosing to pop oh, for the for, for for the three weeks? Yeah, um, yeah pack it a week. A packet. No. <laughs> yeah, if that's available. So you're taking like least, one a, one a day. Yeah, maybe two. Could you make me a body? Let's say, four, let's say four packets. Would I necessarily give those to him? Well, it's up to you. You, you would want that, but Doc, you got a decision to make. Before you give me the answer, Gav. Yep. Do you ask? For these pain pills, a lot. Uh, if I pick my times when I know he's going to be drunkest, <laughs> can that give me advantage? 
Doc. So I think the first two packs you just get. Third pack. If you get him when he's drunk, it takes some talking, but you get it. Fourth pack, he wants to take a good look at your leg. Ooh. So he's a pack of five. Yeah. Yeah. So you're giving him twit. He's <laughs> taking two a day. Right. Okay. Well. Okay. You you got the pills, Blaze. What did you get for that body save? Alright. Do you want me to take a picture? What is this? Is it, I mean, what is it? Oh, I mean, I might as well just call this dick pics. That's what this fucking episode's going to be called, isn't it? No. Why? What did He's you, in a box. What did you get? Did you get 100? Yes. Why do I? Fuck off. Fuck off. <laughs> Send a picture to the group chat. Like, <laughs> my God. He fucking did. He fucking did. He did. <laughs> okay. So I want to roll. I want to roll for something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets a hundred. Hey. You, you just get broke my shit. You get a hundred. <laughs> God. Then you're not addicted. Somehow, some way, you are not addicted to these pain pills. Oh, so you don't need to ask for any more because you don't. <laughs> over the, over this over this <laughs> over this period of time over this t- period of time you don't go crazy with them. You know, if you're popping them like skittles, you'd definitely be. But if you're two a day, one in the morning, one to sleep, you level out. Yeah. All right, Doc, you can look at my leg. Yeah. <laughs> How's it doing? <laughs> I run full scans and everything. I can't Wait. believe that. I honestly thought I'm, I'm going to get him addicted to paper. <laughs> uh, right, okay. Um, and when, Wendy, uh, sorry, sorry to ask you, how much did I say your cost was? Uh, thousand. Thousand. Um, well, it's probably going to be with the pills. Probably three for you, Blaze. Yeah, it's not the NHS, is it? If <laughs> 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 uh, that's still a thing, whenever you're watching this. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> um... I would add <laughs> Yes, the Prime Minister this week is... <laughs> no! no! My turn. <laughs> okay, it's your turn, Doc. Um, obviously, your arm is badly hurt, so you're going to have to... Yeah, I want to heal that one wound in my arm. Okay. Get back up to full. Yeah. So, um, what did I say it was? Did I say 2,000 a week? Yeah. Um, so, probably four, 4K, I'd imagine. Because you had quite a nasty wound on your arm, so you're gonna have to. It's just the one wound, though. Yeah, yeah. But also, right. as well, you're disinfecting it. You, I mean, you're, you're taking pain pills yourself, but you're, you're certainly not taking them with booze. No. Yeah. Okay. So we're getting them healed up. <laughs> now we're gonna see. <laughs> 
How? Sorry, just quickly. God, that, that would mean I have zero stress at the end of this as well because of the pills and the amount I've taken. Minimum stress you can have is two. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Five. Yeah. Oh God, that is a. I'm gonna have to think about. There has to be. Some... <laughs> there has to be... I mean, if you've got zero, if you've got zero stress, it just means you won't be able to spend that stress to level up anything. I am going to say that with Fuck. the doctor, <laughs> two pills, so I'm going down to eighteen stress while I was disinfecting okay. the arm and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's um, just nice to not be on twenty anymore. Yeah. Um, but I know, I noticed PJ, you kept some stress in the bag there for potentially what could happen next. Also, I don't want to get addicted. Who would want that? Rise <laughs> 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 up, um, Okay, so over these three weeks, on board the O'Brien, this strange kind of shore leave. What are you guys doing? You can do um, several different things here. I keep losing my page. Keep looking at different things. So I was like, "He's going to get addicted," and I completely lost my page. <laughs> I did not get addicted. Yeah, no, he, he, joy. He he's going to get addicted. Yeah, that's not somebody he wants to look after. Yeah. <laughs> so, on shore leave, there's several different things you can do. Um, like I say, we've done the healthcare. There's treatment and relaxation. Um, treatment is obviously maybe for some of those conditions that our players are collecting, like Pokemon. Yes, please. Um, I want treatment. How? This is this this whole thing is going to count as one short leave. Now, when you seek treatment, as it says in the book, get some help for the nightmares that have been keeping you up and the shakes that won't go away ever since that last impact. Normally, it takes three short leaves to remove one permanent condition. That's not what, normally what it would take. But after what I put my players. <laughs> through, I'm not going to make them do this three times in order to get rid of one. Okay? But the treatment, you're going to have to t tell me, how do you go about this treatment? You're going to have to essentially convince me what, how do you go about dealing with the issues you have? And they can relate to whatever that particular issue is. You know, There is, and I've told, I, I'm pretty sure I told the players off air um, that the ship, Darcy has a program, it has a, a sort of a therapist module install, installed in it, which is always very private, but they can have a one-to-one -one session with this thing. You can you can talk it out. That's one way of doing it. Or, you know, they could find other ways. It's up to the players. Now, three of these players have conditions. Let's start with Wendy. How do you want to feel better, Wendy? How is uh, how is which? I will allow one condition mm -hmm. to, to go on this particular journey if you concentrate on it. Which one would you like to lose? Uh, so of my four, um, <laughs> I have a plan. I, I don't want to be a coward. Okay. Um, because that involved not doing combat. That involved running away from combat. And okay. This is Wendy. Yeah. This isn't even Wendy. Okay. Anymore. Okay. Oh, this isn't Wendy anymore. Story! Um, 
Um, how does that manifest? How, how does... So Wendy goes about this by basically trying to recreate basic training <laughs> from marine days by, you know, running around the ship, practicing stuff. She goes and finds all the weapons, It don't worry, in the thing to kind of, like, clean them and, and do drills, maybe some marching. Can I help her? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Like a drill sergeant. Blaze. Don't feed up, soldier. Interesting. Blaze, you have a condition, don't you? When you see when you see Wendy doing this, are you gonna do this are you gonna join in? Yeah, we're doing it together. Bloody training montage. Okay. I feel like there should be a role for this. I'm just picturing like like that bit in Predator, like the two hands. Oh, they're lifting up industrial equipment. (laughs) Get the hell out of my engine room. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Holding out for a hero playing. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I was one of the captain's favourite songs. I I would say, I would say, this happens. Okay, There, there has there has to be a cost to this. Um, Blood. It's not. It's, it's not. It's. Not, I would say, just purely monetarily. God, because you're doing it all off your own back, so it's not like. Also, just for flavour, I'm in little shorts <laughs> and a vest that's a, like a crop vest. God, <laughs> you look like the end of the the Rocky Three, like the the training montage. Tell me the shorts of the vest are bright pink, Gav. <laughs> oh my god. Oh no, no, no. Army khaki green. Uh, uh, they are short shorts. <laughs> god. God. Whereas towards the end of this, <laughs> Wendy's running around or like stealthing around in kind of full battle dress. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a ghillie suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Disappearing. It's like, why is there a pile of grass in the ship? My god. My god. My god. <laughs> Okay. This is what I'm going to say then. Instead of a monetary cost, it's me sort of thinking on my feet here. One of you can make a roll. That roll can be with advantage. That roll can be with your military training. And you have to beat. What are um God What have you both got for combat? Forty six. Thirty nine. Is that just straight combat with Straight no... combat. Straight yeah, combat. Thirty nine. Roll You get advantage, but you've got to roll under your combat. The both of us. One of you makes a roll with advantage. Which one of you would like to do it? Wendy. (laughs) If Wendy makes it, you both lose the condition. If she fails, Blaze, you keep the condition. You okay with that? Yep. Wendy, did you roll? Not yet. They're here. Um, and I can use my yeah 
I can use my military training. Mm-hmm. Boost that up to a 56 target. Uh, I would maybe also say athletics. Because you're doing a lot of physical... You did say you were doing a lot of running around and stuff like that. I'll, I'll allow that. I'll, I'll give you a... I'm being very generous this very week. Very generous, I? yeah. yeah. Right. Scotching through tyres. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've just realised another thing. <laughs> I've realised I'm also still doomed, so this could go very badly. Oh, God. Uh... Thank you for the advantage. So no. the 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 bad roll would have succeeded, but would have been a forty-four. And because I'm doomed, critical successes become critical failures. <laughs> Luckily, the good roll was a fourteen, which is lovely and neutral and nice. You both lose a condition. You're probably not pleasant company during this. You probably yeah. wind everyone up. Yes. Um, and I would have said if it was a critical fail. Neither yeah. one, neither yeah, one yeah. of you would have lost the condition. You would have, you would have done all this for nothing. That's how I would have ruled this. At least we'd be extra fit to run away. Yeah, <laughs> quicker. Yeah, yeah. So Doc, you probably see them a couple of times. They're sweaty and <laughs> like they're, they're clearly they've been running around the Just ship. Shake my head and let them go. <laughs> um, and there's one more person. You're elite Marines, <laughs> <laughs> Doc. Hmm. What would you like to do? You have a couple of conditions, don't you? I've got three, yeah. I think of technically, rules-wise, I'd love to get rid of deflated, but I think narratively, spiralling would be the one to go first. Um, so I'm going to go for getting rid of spiralling. I think the doc would try and do it via a combination of his talks with um, Sarah about the past and yeah there's some sadness that comes up with it but it also reminds him why he's out here yeah in the first place um and so it gives him a little boost from that and he would also make use of darcy as a trained medical professional he recognizes that is okay so um with the ai therapist um which isn't as much as you think actually because it's inbuilt um that's 400 credits um for the use of darcy um over over this time, I would say each session would be four hundred credits, and like you just probably need once, one a week. Do you know what I mean that kind of thing? It, it's up to you how many times you want to talk to Darcy. But I will, I will say, say it's three. Yeah, with that cost and the talk with Sarah, you can lose spiraling. Yeah, and there's no roles for that because I also especially like the fact that you you chose that one, PJ. Narratively, you chose that one, so yeah. I just don't think it would make sense to not have deflated but still be spiralling. Yeah, yeah. Um, There may be more opportunities to get rid of these things in the future. Who knows? Who knows? Now, here comes the possible levelling up. While all of this is happening, you know, Doc is... um, Doc's spending a a fair bit of time with these people, especially, like, the, the girl and Wendy and Blazer training like it's... Heartbreak Ridge. Um, Zam, what are you doing during this? I mean, you, you've healed, healed up a bit, but what is, what is, what's going on with Zam Brazel? He's in his spiritual home. In the engine. Bang. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of reading of his pamphlet. 
occasionally the captain does bring you a coffee. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. She she, she she's making peace with you a little bit. Yeah, geez, Gab. It's not it's not really huge conversational moments, but you know, she's just the olive branch. Yeah. Uh, you do notice yeah, on one. Just acknowledge it. You do notice on one one, one day. Um, there's a fresh towel that's been <laughs> put in your hammock. Yeah, he puts that to one side. Yeah, <laughs> he's got his. He doesn't need it. There's this nice clean towels. towel and this ratty old rag. Yeah, he's <laughs> with gonna, these uh... written on it, like <laughs> yeah, the thread coming out of the. Um, yeah. Okay, so everyone's got their stress. Time to relax, because this yeah, game's yeah. all about relaxing. <laughs> Surely, when you relax, works like this. Although it says, "See the sights, grab some drinks, and find a new bunk mate." But we're not going to do that. That's not going to here. <laughs> However, uh, mechanically, you can spend your port class's required credits and make a sanity save. If successful, you convert stress into points of sanity, fear, or body saves. On a failure, you relieve the stress rolled, but don't convert any into saves. So you're not you're not getting more stress. This is there's no bad mm. to this. It just how good is it going to be? Each port class converts a different amount of stress and costs a different amount. As I said. Mm-hmm. This we're taking this as a B class uh, port of this ship, and uh, I did uh, a small roll earlier to see how much it would cost. Um, because on a B class, a relaxation would be two D ten times one hundred credits. And luckily for everyone, I rolled a five, so this is going to cost five hundred credits for everyone to do this shore leave, which kind of makes sense because they're just going to be making. They're just trying to make the most of their environment to chill out. They can watch old movies. They can play games. They can do whatever. Um, but like I say, it's all about the roles this time. And we'll we'll start off with Zam. Okay. So, so what am I rolling? Um, firstly, take off the 500 credits. Yeah, I've done that. Right. Um, now... I will do this per week, actually. So if you want to do this over the three weeks, it would be five hundred per week. Okay. Okay. Because if you if you succeed on this, the stress converted is one d five, and if you roll terrible, you know, which is half d ten. So if you roll terribly, you're not going to de-stress that much. So you've got the option to do it multiple times. Okay. Um. Firstly, what is Zam doing to relax? Is it pretty uh, much like you said? He's just taking time, yes. and reading his Swinging pamphlet, in his hammock, reading his pamphlet, the relic of flesh. Lord knows what's in that. Um, For those who know Mothership, it's not as dark as it sounds. He's um, he's probably gonna like you know clean up Benice, which is his laser sure cutter. For anyone who's who's hasn't watched it. <laughs> One of the episodes before. I want to be very clear, this is a laser cut he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So, how much stress have you got? Uh, 20. Ooh, he's maxed out. Okay, right, okay. Make a sanity save. This is just a straight sanity save. 
Uh, I rolled ninety-five. Okay, so you and don't. My sanity is thirty-five. So just, just. So you don't convert there. any of the the stress. Yeah. But roll a d10. Uh, zero, so that's ten. You take away five stress. Oh. Bit of a shame so it failed because you could have turned those five points into something else. So. Right. Uh, that's alright. Okay. So that puts me down to fifteen. Okay. So that was week one. Yeah. That was week one. Do you want to do it again? Yeah, I think I will. Yeah. Okay. Same thing again. Yeah. Oh, that's twenty-seven. So you succeed on that one. Roll a succeed D10. On that one. Roll a D10. This is one of the few times, folks, where we really get, we're getting two. into the mechanical parts. <laughs> you got two. Okay, two. so you can add one point to a sanity, fear, or body. Uh, I'll put it onto body, so that takes body up to thirty. Then brilliant. And last week. Do you want to do it again? Uh, do I drop some stress as well? Yes, you drop the one point of stress. Yes, you the one point of stress. Yeah, yeah. you're so basically taking stress. that from your stress and adding it to your stats, that kind of thing. Yeah, it's a really interesting way of leveling up in this game. I think. Yeah, go on. I'll do yeah. one more week. Yeah, yeah. So that means I've spent one thousand five hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, so that's a 93, so that's a fail. But you roll your d10, you're still going to lose stress. Yeah. So. Uh, that's another two. So lose another point of stress. Point of stress, yeah. Okay. So that puts me on 13. 13. You're feeling a lot better. It's still. Which is better, yeah. It's still a lot better than where you were before. Wendy. Yeah. Hell yeah. Where, where, <laughs> where are we with your stress? We're at twenty as well. Oh, oh my word! I forgot I, I, what I've been doing to these players yeah. for the past uh, few sessions. Okay, same did thing. You th- did you forget the marine stress spiral? Yeah. Oh, oh yes, of course. That classic <laughs> episode. If you haven't watched it, you really oh, yes. need to go back and watch that. It's amazing. Uh, so many classic moments in this season already. Um, okay, week one. Why is my sanity save at twenty? That's a thirty-nine. So fail. Okay, so you uh, roll a d10. Half it. Nine. Um, Oh, oh, yeah, I'll round up. I think I've rounded up before. So. Cool. Yeah. Uh, One and then twenty-five. Also a fail. Ooh, that's a ten. That's another five. Getting in the zone, Wendy. Getting in the zone. Uh, no, basically, I've got a really lousy high rolling <laughs> dice that I'm using because this is a good time to use it. Um, blah, 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 blah. 51, another fail. Okay. And that's a five. Five, so, so that's three, three. another three points of stress. <sighs> no, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Just rage now. Yeah. <laughs> so the mindset has cleared a lot of that stress. You, know. you have to talk more like Blaze now. Yeah, it's hardened <laughs> you. It's hardened you up. Psych- yeah, it's hardened you up psychologically, and definitely helped you mentally. But it hasn't hardened you up in other ways. Uh, Blaze, how you doing? Uh, well, I still have that uh, minimum three. Yes, on my on my stress. 
Was that one of your conditions? Yeah. It what? was in lieu of... It was... Yeah, I had two conditions, it seems. And one of them, I did a critical fail on it, which then gave me the minimum uh, yeah. minimum stress three. What was it? I, I don't think it was a... Hold on. Ah, uh, yes, you were overwhelmed, so it's not a permanent condition. Ah, oh, okay. It's not a permanent condition, but you permanently raise your minimum stress by one. Yes, that was it, yeah. Yeah. Um... Which is fine. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so Blaze, well, Blaze, is all, I, he doesn't necessarily have to. I'm because I'm all pilled up. You're all so. pilled up, so therefore, so that's my relax. That's that's yeah. my. You're relaxing <laughs> is. Do I have to pay for that? I mean, I know I paid for the pills, but I mean, like, I don't have to do the 500 you, creds. No, you don't have to do the 500 creds because that's yeah, right. Then. Yeah, yeah, because you paid for the pills. Yeah, that's me. And Doc. Because of the two pills, I'm on 18 at the moment. So okay. we'll do week one. That is a 98. Okay, so... <laughs> um, roll a d10. Uh, six. So you remove three points of stress. Okay. And then I will take week two. 90. Okay. Uh, that's a nine, so that's five, five. stress. And... Yeah. And then I'll take week three as well. Come on, roll under a ninety, one of you fuckers. <laughs> oh, we did seventy. That's also still a fail. So, uh... yeah. Oh, and I rolled a one. <laughs> that you? That would be one. Yeah, that'd be fine. You just get one. Yeah. Take one off. That was a 1,500 credits wasted, wasn't it? Well, you're you're a lot less stressed, Doc. Those talks mm-hmm. and everything else. You know? Obviously, the, dice. the crew... <laughs> um, the crew are certainly... They're feeling a bit better as the day goes on. Um, a couple of weeks into the journey... The captain uh, calls you all in to um, the planning room because um, she has a video call come in from Echelon headquarters um, that wish to speak to you. And she, everyone sort of comes in and captain, and once again, she's always with the coffee and sat down. Um, Okay, uh, we got a, we got one of the higher ups uh, who want to work with us for some reason. Um, so take a seat and let's see what they got to say. Um, I mean, she's rested. She's she's also like just been getting to work and getting everything set up. And the vid screen, sort of holographic vid screen, pops up in front of you. So you're all sort of sat there, and a very well dressed figure appear, um, appears on the screen you've got a very smart suit, sort of a high collared sort of suit, let's open a little bit um, it's got like a, a sort of a silver sort of echelon badge sort of tying it up at the top um, they look probably early 40s, late 30s 
sort of slick back sort of dark dark hair they and um a face of absolutely sort of no humor quite quite thin a, a point there's no facial hair but uh their chin comes to a little bit of a point and they've got sort of green green eyes that you can clearly see that but quite cold looking in their own kind of way as the figure appears on the screen hello there am i speaking with the crew of the uh o'brain it's uh it's the o'brien sir um sometimes it gets a little bit mixed up on uh on some of the documents Yes, well, my name is Regis Valmont. I am I'm director of the Sojourn Division here at Echelon. And uh, I'm overseer of the Icarus project. Now, I'm calling on considering some uh, concerning reports regarding the assignment that Gibbous Inc. and in turn your vessel was tasked with. I understand that you didn't complete the job that you were hired to do. Not only that, um, well, some of what I've been told was quite alarming, to say the least. If we had known that you and your crew, Captain, had been suffering from, from psychosis, no doubt brought about by your prolonged work on the edges of known space, I assure you we would not have given you this job. I, uh, I'm calling just to let you know that uh, this contract has, of course, been nullified. And the good faith payment that was sent to you when you took on this contract has also been frozen. Excuse me. Yes. What? What? What, what, what is your What is your name? Doctor Bill Forrest. What do you mean, psychosis? Ah, yes, Doctor Forrest. I was. Uh, I was told you were aboard this vessel. Um, well, being a person of the medical profession you understand that um, working for extended periods of time on those outer rims of some of these uh, sectors can take its toll on someone's psychological profile and from what I've read that's clearly what's happened here I wasn't of course made aware that um, all of you aboard this vessel were so fragile mentally I can assure you sir that is not the case. Everyone on this crew is of sound mind. Oh, really? Yes. Well, um, the reports that um, I've read... Uh, Tell me, how many hours in space have you logged? <clears throat> that is not the point, Doctor. I think it's entirely the point. If you can't speak from experience here, who are you to judge us? and our reports, which are entirely accurate. I am here to tell you that you did not the, do the job that you were contracted to do, and therefore we have cancelled it, we have voided the payment, and quite frankly you're lucky to all have jobs at all after this. And that's purely on the basis that I think that all of you... Do you know what happened on that ship? We are having communication difficulties with the ship, which you were sent to sort out, but that yes, doesn't seem to have happened. But it's funny, when you nearly killed doing a mission, because we're not given all of the facts in advance, when we in fact find 
that the entire crew have been murdered. All of the guests have been murdered. We managed to save three lives who can corroborate every word we have said. The customers are always right, right, Regis? Um, who is this gentleman here? Which one is that? Mr... Oh, it's Mr. Brazel, I see. Yes, well, I've uh, I've been informed of your crew. All individually. I talking about me. I and I must say, having, now that I can uh, speak to you plainly, I'm... I'm not impressed. Now, Mr. Valmont? Mr. Valmont, you seem to know a lot about us. Do you know who I am? You, you can see him occasionally. He sort of he looks off to someone that's clearly out of view. Uh, yes, I believe. Um, do you know what I do? What I well, can you clearly do? don't do your job, madam. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this conversation. And as for the. Do you know allegation that, that I know where you are? What? And I know how to find you. And I know a number of ways. Wendy, 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 to, Wendy, Wendy honey, maybe dial it back just a little. <laughs> you see this figure just sort of. He just focuses on you for a bit, Wendy. <laughs> hey soldier this ain't our fight well I must say um, I'm at a loss in terms of uh, information about you madam but uh, certainly um, I would not throw threats like that around so idly if I were you and this is another clear example didn't sound idle to me this is a clear example of why clearly you and your crew should not have taken this job if you are not psychologically hey, Reggie, prepared. Reggie, why don't you come out here and find your ship? Is that Mr. Brazel? Yes. Then you can yes, see I've for yourself. Tell me, Mr. Brazel, how important is your job to you? What with the alimony payments that you have to make? Hey, screw you, pal. <laughs> <laughs> well... I can certainly make sure that your life is very difficult from now on. Uh, you've done that already. I nearly got killed on your ship. <laughs> I'm having a if hard time believing reports... any of you with this attitude I have. And certainly, Dr. Forrest. I know of your reputation, but... Uh... Hey, why, why don't we get your three customers in and you can speak to them? And they, you can call them liars. Yes, the... Um... After you took all their money. This uh, little detail. Leisure crews. Are you saying you have members of the passenger list aboard your vessel? That is a. Let me assure you, that is a. This is quite serious. It is because if we hadn't brought them aboard, they would be dead now. Once again, Mister Forrest, forgive Doctor. me. Forgive me for not necessarily believing the words of a disgraced experimental scientist with an alcohol problem. Your reports aren't always known to be completely valid, are they, sir? I've never lied. Well, that's that's between you and the press, isn't it? 
And speaking of press, I want you all to know that I am doing you a favour by not having your entire careers wiped from the face of history right now. We are going to send a ship out to investigate and fix what you couldn't. And if you do indeed have members of the passenger list aboard your vessel, and if they have been harmed in any way, there will be repercussions. The sort of repercussions that your Wendy spoke of. I'm no stranger to such threats. And I may not have travelled to as much space as you, sir. But I have survived a lot more than you think I have. Yes, I'm sure you've had some very nasty paper cuts. Go aboard the Icarus and see if you survived that. What are the names of um, those you supposedly have aboard? Uh, I think it's, uh, it's up to them, really. It's whether they want to give their names or not. I see. They don't answer to your little corporation. You amuse me, Doctor. I would have thought a man of your intellect would know not to bite the hand that feeds. You think I really give a shit? If you know me, you know I'm not out here for you or anything you can give me. So, those uh, those people you have are supposedly aboard your vessel... You're not in the business of keeping them safe? Well, we'll keep them safe. For they're them. alive. Unlike the rest of your passengers. <laughs> I'm going to have my office contact your superiors. And I'm going to suggest that they all get you the best possible psychological treatment when you return but I'm afraid our conversation is at an end right now may I please say one more thing he he doesn't respond he's just looking at you fuck you bye Reggie have a nice time on the Icarus He pauses for a moment and he's. Yes. Now, Captain Austin, you clearly do not have any type of control over that crew of yours. <laughs> now, unfortunately, it seems that uh, some of the rumours I heard are true and you are lax with your authority. But I understand you already have a strained relationship with your family. It would not be in their interest if word of this current condition and your crew were to get out. I expect you to do what you can to... Hey, listen up. Why don't you just go fuck yourself? All I hear is just a 
man in a fancy suit just throwing threats at all of us. And all I hear is the ravings of a bunch of junkers who have clearly been in space too long. Now, before I go, one more thing I must stress. It goes Captain, without... Can we just end this transmission now, please? Well, yeah. Reggie, you can stick it up your ass. And he... <laughs> <laughs> and he goes <laughs> and he <laughs> and the captain's just sat there like I think we're all fucked yeah probably oh, not as much as he is gonna be when I do the thing that I yeah, now, gonna... now Wendy uh, I mean, I've travelled with you a little bit, and I've never heard you talk like that in all my days. What what's going on? You can't just were you threatening to kill that man? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. And uh, <laughs> she, she takes a coffee cup and just as you were. Goes back. <laughs> and you continue on the voyage. A very interesting discussion that I need oh, to make. so bad with authority. And Oh, he so was such hard. a prick. He totally yeah. was. He totally was. He, he was such a Vince. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. Okay. Jim said that. Okay. Someone, <laughs> apparently. Okay. <laughs> okay. Funny thing is, I play other tabletop games with Jim, and he's lovely to me in those sessions. I don't know why he's so horrible to me. <laughs> I cry after every mothership session. No. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but the journey continues, and eventually, as is about a, a week passes, and everyone is, I would say, they're still relaxing. The, where did you put your guests, the passengers? Doc, I'm leaving this in your hands, not in Wendy's hands. She wanted to, <laughs> she wanted to put them in a barracks and probably shoot them out of the airlock. <laughs> well, Zan gave his bunk for one of them, didn't he? Oh. Yeah. Okay. So, so is that two beds in that room? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and the doc's not using a bunk, so yeah, probably would have put Sarah in the dog's bunk and the two guys in Zams. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone sort of settled down and you do notice over those couple couple of days you do have to ration they the, Roy especially isn't used to the rationing and the the situation that they find themselves in. But Sarah and Quill they want to try and chip in and help whenever they can, you know. They're just trying to figure out what's going on and just they want to keep themselves busy sometimes until they can get home. And then eventually the captain calls you all to the bridge. And I, on roll 20 I'm going to take the players. As you... <laughs> and when you step onto the bridge and the captain's there you see something in the distance. Oh, cool. You see an, planet. A, a planet approaching. And you can see the occasional sort of 
small flash from like you can see the swirling atmosphere below as you have made it to Cassius Prime and that's where we're going to end <laughs> this week's session oh. <laughs> man Vince you created such a hateful fuck <laughs> really lent into that PJ <laughs> <laughs> He riled me up as much as my character. It was... <laughs> you have been listening to Safe Space, a tabletop role-playing podcast featuring the Mothership game system by Tuesday Night Games. Playing the game were Jim Bamfield as Zam Brazel, Lizzie Boyle as Wendy, Gavin Mitchell as Dick Sloan, PJ Montgomery as Dr. Bill Forrest, and Vince Hunt as the Game Warden. Podcast produced and edited by Vince Hunt. In-game music composed by Tabletop Audio. Visit tabletopaudio.com to discover a world of ambient music you can use in your home games. The Safe Space theme was composed by Elliot Red. Find more of Elliot's work on YouTube. To find out more about the Mothership RPG system, visit mothershiprpg.com. Follow the show on social media at SafespaceRPG. And for more podcasts, visit lawbreaker.podbean.com. This has been a Lawbreaker Radio production.